Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Clint Barton, a.k.a. Matt Lasseter. Jesus fucking Christ. It's Marvel Week. Fuck off. Where the fuck is it Marvel Week? In my fucking head, okay? <clears throat> I did, you, you know what? You, you need to stay out of your head. I have Disney Plus, and I've been watching the fuck out of the Marvel movies, okay? The last one is the only one that matters. Bite your damn tongue. The last one is the only one that matters. And hey, spoiler alert! They win. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Um, while I did enjoy Endgame, I fucking hate Captain Marvel. Are 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 you are you against uh, the 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 female superheroes and of the lesbian persuasion? No, no, uh, I don't have a problem with female superheroes. Uh, I like Domino; she's fucking awesome. I like fucking Wasp; she's fucking awesome. You kind of skipped over the lesbian persuasion. Domino's a lesbian, is she not? Is she? I think so. But neither here nor there. I love all the female superheroes, with the exception of Captain Marvel. They made her too OP. It has nothing to do with Brie Larson. I don't have a problem with Brie Larson. I have the issue with how OP they made her. Like, yeah, I get it. Fucking Captain Marvel's goddamn powerful, but fucking shit, man. She, like, ran through Thanos' shit like it was nothing. Yeah, and I mean, all Thanos had to do was just snap his fingers, just that right there. Yeah, man. So, you know, just not a huge fan of Captain Marvel. I don't like the way they did the character. All right, I guess that's fair enough. A little too OP for me. I guess that's fair enough. But like we always do at the start of every uh, episode here at Two Beards Talking, we want to give a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. Municipal elections happening today. Happened today, rather. Uh, right here in uh, good old DeKalb, Kenny, Alabama. More specifically, Rainsville, Alabama. More specifically, Rainesville, Alabama. And the, We're wet. There's That was the only issue I cared about. I didn't give a fuck who else won. I was like, these motherfuckers in Rainesville better vote right on the wet-dry issue. That's right. We and, are now wet. And we are so wet. <laughs> so wet. <laughs> Soaking wet. So wet. And canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even give a fuck at this point. <laughs> Huh. Wop, wet ass public. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm thrilled about it. Oh, I'm ecstatic. I mean, we're as far as uh, population goes, we are the second largest city in the county. Yeah, and <coughs> we are the I think we're the fourth city in the county to go wet. Yeah, it was Fort Payne, Fort Payne, Collinsville, Henniger, and then and Rainsville. now Rainsville. Yeah. Which I'm hoping now that they've got Fort Payne, Collinsville, Henniger, Rainsville, I'm hoping soon they'll just go fuck it countywide. I don't think you're gonna see that because if Fifi goes wet, holy shit! If Fifi goes wet, I don't think Fifi will go wet. Not anytime soon. Yeah, maybe. There's too many Bible thumpers that I, live I, out there. I would love to be able to run up to the store at the end of my road and grab a sixer. <laughs> that would be dope as fuck. But I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm just as cool with going to Rainsville. I mean, yeah, you know, it's which I mean, te- you live in Powell. That's not technically in Fife. Even I have, the- no, I have a Fife address. If I was going to vote in city politics, I'd have to vote for Fife. Hmm. Huh. 
Yeah, I have a five address. We don't have a post office. Well, yeah, that's true. So it's it's this is more of like a like a community or an incorporation than a than a town or a city. Yeah, and see, I, I, I've always had this like uh, this this weird like theory. Have you ever been to a city or a township or a town that didn't have a post office but had a school? No, that's why Palace doesn't have a school. Doesn't have a post office. No, but when I was in Texas, uh, I actually drove through a little, I don't know what the fuck you would call it, but you know how in some places, like, you pull in and it says, welcome to so-and-so, population this many? Yeah. I was in Madisonville, Texas, working a sale there, and I was driving out somewhere to go do something one Sunday when I was off. I can't remember what it was, but, uh, yeah, I drove through this little community and it said, welcome to... I guess uh, in township or whatever, so and so population was l- like less than one hundred. Yeah, oh, dude. Uh, the way I go, like when I was coming back from Wichita Falls, see, I don't fuck with Dallas. Let me tell you why I don't fuck with Dallas because nobody in fucking Dallas can drive. So I take the longer way and go from Wichita Falls to Texarkana down to Shreveport instead of going through Dallas, Tyler, and then to Shreveport. So you have to drive through these little small ass off the wall towns. And I hit one. It was like population eighty five, and I was like, "Shit!" I mean, that's not even worth paying the money to put up the fucking sign. What are you negative one A? What the fuck? <laughs> we got one A schools with like three times that population in Alabama. Yeah, that's. I mean, hell, my graduating class in high school was forty eight people. Hey, your graduating class was half their population. More than half. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. I, I, I saw the sign. I was like, "These, why? My graduating class was like 60% of their population. I'm like, at this point, just pick a bigger town and say you're part of that one. Take some pride, damn it. No, we're Texans. We're going to secede. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, in Texas, everything out there is an ISD. So, if you're a town and you have your own school, you have to remain a town because you have your own independent school district, I guess. Right. Because, you know, Wichita, because you have like Wichita Falls ISD and then Burt Burnett ISD and they're separate school systems, but they're like two minutes apart. Like you can be in Burt Burnett from Wichita Falls in like five minutes. Yeah. And, but so like if Wichita Falls doesn't go to school, Burt Burnett might have to. Yeah. So it's fucking weird. Yeah. So, but here's here's the thing about it. So, Fort Payne went wet. Um, what would you say about fifteen years ago? Oh no, 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 no. Or no, no. It's been longer ago than that. No, yeah. no, no. It wasn't. Fort Payne was not wet when I turned twenty one. Yeah, I could have swore Fort Payne went. No, you're you're absolutely right. I was already in the Marine Corps when Fort Payne went wet. You're absolutely right about that. So it's probably been more closer to about 12 years ago. Yeah, it's not been as long as people think. So Fort Payne went wet. And for the longest time, all you could buy was, uh, I think for the longest time, all you could buy was beer and wine. Oh, wait, maybe I was wrong. Maybe it was 2004. Was it? It says, I'm looking at a Gadsden Times article. It says Fort Payne goes wet. Gadsden Times, November 2nd, 2004. Oh, no, I know what I'm thinking of. Um, it was, um, fuck, 
what was that restaurant that uh Ruby Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. Um it was yeah, that was that's right. It was Fort Payne approving uh liquor sales because yeah. Ruby Tuesday would not set up shop in town unless they could get a liquor license. That's what that's what it was. Yeah, now they're not even business anymore. Yeah, no, they got no. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Thanks, Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> bye bye. You made it to where I didn't have to go to Scottsboro anymore. <laughs> so thanks for that. So, yeah, you know, they go in, and then for a while, all you could buy was beer and wine. And then they approved liquor sales. But you still couldn't get it on Sundays. You still couldn't get it on Sundays. They finally approved Sunday sales, uh, what, two years ago? Yeah, that's been very recent. Yeah. So, and the, we're, we're catching up with the rest of society. Dude, dude, it used to be prohibition in this motherfucker. I mean, like, when it hit fucking midnight on Saturday till fucking 6 a.m. Monday morning, you were not getting alcohol Yep. in Fort Payne. Yep. <laughs> like, we used to make jokes about that all the time when I was drinking underage. I'd be like, hey, uh, I'd ask my buddy, like, hey, man, I need you to go give me some beer and liquor for the weekend. And at that point, Fort Payne still stopped selling at midnight. They, they, they didn't sell 24-7. Yeah. And so I was like, I need you to give me some. He's like, dude, we're at work. I'm like, I'm your manager. Just fucking go. <laughs> so he would leave work before Prohibition hit and went and get me fucking beer and liquor and bring it back. And we may have drank a few beers while we closed the store. But that's neither here nor there. And they can't fire me for that now because I don't work there no more. So fuck you them. can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> you can't fire me. I've already been fired. <laughs> you can't fire me. I fired me. <laughs> I pulled myself over once. I've done that before. <laughs> no, no, mine was like legit. Like I knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, you know what? We didn't talk about this on the last episode, but I'm going to talk about it now. Saturday night, um, as as some of our listeners know, I am I, I'm a DJ at a bar, and on Saturday night, I left the bar. I was driving home, and so I'm, I'm I work in Gunnersville. I have to go through Albertville to get to where I turn on 75 to come home. And it's a good seven miles from where I work to, actually, no, it's probably closer to about 10 miles from where I work to the intersection where I have to turn to go home. I get to the railroad tracks in Albertville, and it's a divided highway, two lanes on each side with a huge median in between the lanes. Excuse me. And I see headlights coming at me. Now, Ruh-roh. <laughs> Ruh-roh. exactly. <laughs> we, we, we barely, I mean, it was, it was like a freaking, uh, blue angels maneuver, you know, where they do that high speed pass by one another and just, you know, they just kind of like touch tips or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> did you touch tips? No, we did not touch tips. Were you sword potting him? <laughs> but I just, we just barely missed one another. I flip a U-turn, and I'm following in the other direction. Now, this guy is flying the wrong way down the fucking highway, doing every bit of 70 miles an hour. 
and I'm on the phone with 911. I'm giving them a description of the vehicle. Fucking snitch. <laughs> you know, I see uh, I see headlights coming towards this guy, and I start flashing my brights to let them know, hey, you know, watch the fuck out. <laughs> and I'm so surprised. This guy made it from the railroad tracks in Albertville to the Lowe's in Gunnersville. It's about seven miles, five to seven miles. Before he realized he fucked up. Before he realized he fucked up. And then when he realized he fucked up, at this point, the side of the highway that he's on is at a higher elevation than the side of the highway he should be on. He jumps the median, almost flips his SUV twice. I wish you would have recorded it so we could have slow-moed it and then put like the Dukes of Hazard narration over it. Them Duke boys. <laughs> yeah, just that, all that's all you needed was just them Duke boys. And then just fucking play the theme song while he's being arrested. <laughs> so he jumps the median, almost flips his SUV, and Gunnersville PD was already waiting for him. They were sitting in the intersection right in front of Lowe's, saw this guy jump his SUV over the median. And immediately got behind it and pulled him over. And what was funny about it was the officer that pulled him over. I know who the officer is because every time we have an incident at the bar where we have to call the cops, he's one of the officers that always shows up. So what you're saying is every time there's a problem, you're involved. What? I'm st- No, no. Although that was the joke that he made. Let, let's look at the common denominator here. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke the officer made. He came walking up to my vehicle and he looked at me and he smiled and he says, why is it every time there's an incident in this town where I get involved in something, you're involved in it too? Uh, you miss me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but you know, at least it's not bad involvement. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just recording it. Yeah. Uh, you know. And, you know, I wanted to record said incident, but there was already one reckless driver out on the road. They didn't need two with one holding his cell phone up recording the other reckless driver. Yeah, but it had been funnier. Oh, it would have been so much funnier. <laughs> Cop walks up to your window. What are you doing? <laughs> this is going on the gram. <laughs> This, this is why I need to start using my dash cam again. Exactly. All right, are, are, are you ready for me, my pulled myself over story? Oh. Well, yes, yes, let's hear your pulled up, yourself pulled over. It, it, it's fun. Okay. Are you playing with a lock pick? No, I'm playing with a guitar oh. pedal. <laughs> uh, so, you remember the white Nissan I had? The, uh, the little five-speed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was working in Scottsboro at the time. And it had been raining like a motherfucker. And my tires were bald as shit. So, so you I, got racing slicks on there. Yeah, running racing slicks on a five-speed. I'm, I'm going places. I get to the fucking red-lighted section. The bitch goes yellow, like, with enough time that if I had been going the speed limit, I probably could have stopped. <laughs> but I was not. So I lock that fucker down because I see the cop sitting at where they just built that new gas station. This right. is before they built that gas station. So I see the cop sitting there. I was like, oh, shit, got to stop. So I lock it fucking down. And what do you know? No traction. Slid straight into the median. Well, straight into the intersection. I back that fucker up, back over the line, and he kind of inches forward in his car. I was like, yep, it's coming. So I was... Waited my turn. Fucking light goes green. I just got to 
pull in beside him, get out of the car, and walk up to the window. I go, hello, sir. <laughs> and he goes, uh, can I help you? I was like, oh, well, I figured you were coming to see me in the next uh, 20 seconds, so I thought I'd save you the trouble and not make you stand in the rain. And he goes, well, he's like, I wasn't going to pull you over. He's like, I saw what happened. Uh, next time, just run the lot. Huh? <laughs> Wait, you're saying I have carte blanche? (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. Section Cop, if you're out there, I've ran several lots because of you. (laughs) So, there you go. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, good times. You know, my, my pulling myself over story, I think I've told it on the air before, but I got no problem telling it again. I was, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. I'd just come home from my second deployment, and uh, instead of taking leave, I decided to take recruiter's assistance. <laughs> Save those leave days, man. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, it was right after my first deployment. And I had just gotten, like a couple of days prior to this, I'd just gotten my concealed carry permit. And this was back when the wording for the state of Alabama was questionable as to whether or not you could carry a loaded gun in your vehicle with a concealed carry permit. But I wasn't concerned with all of that. I had my concealed carry permit and I had this little Bryco Arms 380 auto. He's a little guy. He's <laughs> a little guy. He's small, but he mean. And I had it in a little uh, inside the waistband holster on my hip. I got a phone call. I was in Fort Payne visiting my mother at work. And I got a phone call from the recruiter in Albertville saying that I needed to be at his office and I needed to be there like 10 minutes ago. Roger, I'm on the move. Now, going the main roads and doing the speed limit, it takes roughly about 50 minutes to an hour to get from Fort Payne to Albertville, depending upon traffic. I'm taking every back road I can think of and I am unleashing my truck. I come around this curve doing every bit of 60, 65, and I think the speed limit was 40. I'm definitely uh, reckless driving at this point. Oh, yeah. I come around the curve, and there is an Alabama State Trooper parked on the side of the road on this fucking back road. He didn't even have to move his car. I just pulled over right in front of him. There was no point in trying. I knew he got me. He gets out of his car, he comes walking up to my truck, and by this point I've rolled my window down, I've got my hands sticking out of the window. Because I was told that if I get pulled over and I have a gun in the vehicle... You should look very suspicious. Exactly. <laughs> if, I, if I get pulled over and I have a gun in the vehicle, especially a gun on me, um, stick my hands out of the window and inform the officer that I have a gun in the vehicle. Which is what I did. He very cautiously approaches the, the driver's side window of my vehicle... And he says, where's the gun at? And I said, it's in the holster on my hip. Wait, you're carrying it right now? Uh, yeah. All right, which hip is it on? It's on my right hip. All right, right hand, slowly lift your shirt so I can see it. And I did. Left hand, two fingers, pull it out of the holster. Left hand, two fingers, take it out of the holster, and I give it to him. And he says, is this thing loaded? I mean, it's condition three. Yeah, it's got a magazine inserted, but it's not chambered. 
And then he begins berating me about carrying a load. What are you doing riding around with a loaded gun on your hip? Well, what are you doing riding around with a loaded gun on your hip? And then he gets to the point of me speeding. Well, the reason why I stopped you and I cut him off and I said, sir, technically you didn't stop me. I stopped myself. Oh, so you knew you were doing wrong. Yep. Absolutely. Because I'm trying to get to the office where I need to be at and I need to be there quick. And this has slowed me down even further. I will admit so he goes through the whole process. He goes, he checks the serial number. He checks my license. He comes back and he, comes, and he says, who's the highest ranking individual that you work for? Um, well, I mean, technically it's a chief warrant officer three or a four. It may have been, I can't remember. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm more afraid of my master sergeant than anybody. I'm technically the president. Well, yeah, technically. But I wasn't trying to be a smart ass. Kind of. So, uh, he gives me back the gun and he says, well, when you get back to your command, I want you to tell whoever's in charge of you that I caught you riding around out here acting like a dumbass <laughs> with a loaded gun on your hip. Okay. So am I getting a ticket? No, I'm giving you a warning, but I want you to tell your command as soon as you get back. Yes, sir. I'll be sure to do that. And I did. I was true to my word. As a matter of fact, I even told the recruiter about it. He laughed his ass off. But I told the command. I, I told my master sergeant when I got back, and here's the reason why. One, I have integrity. Two, I knew exactly what my master sergeant's response would be to it. Master Sergeant, I got pulled over while I was at home on recruiter's assistance. Did you get a ticket? Do you got to go to court? No, Master Sergeant. Get the fuck out of my office. I don't care. Sounds about right. Wait, which, which recruiter was it at the time? Oh, fuck. I don't remember his name. It wasn't Sergeant Nephew. No, no. Sergeant Nephew was... Sergeant Nephew was... Sergeant Nephew was gone before I even went to boot camp. Who was... I can't remember his name. There was Nephew, Noss, and then... Uh, was it Noss? It wasn't Noss. Noss was already gone by Because I remember Noss. I remember Nephew and... Because I took the practice ass lab sitting in my boxers with Sergeant Nephew sitting on the couch. <laughs> Because that motherfucker just showed up unannounced, knocked on my door. I was like, come on in. <laughs> you know, he had a tendency to do that. Like, he did that to me one time. It was, as a matter of fact, it was when uh, Ronald Reagan died. And I was watching his funeral on the news. And I hear a knock on the door. And it's Sergeant Nephew. And he was like, yeah, I was in the area. I figured I'd stop by. <laughs> Bullshit. You're just trying to get out of doing work. Yeah, he just he, he he randomly showed up and he was like, "Hey, uh, you, uh, you you were wanting to join the Marines with Sanders, weren't you?" I was like, "I was strongly considering it." Well, you taking the ASVAB? No. Well, here's the practice. You're gonna take it right now. Well, goddamn! All right. <laughs> <coughs> You're a fucking sergeant. I guess I fucking won't do what I'm told. Yeah. Well. I did fucking sat there at the goddamn computer desk in my boxers and took that motherfucker. What'd you score on it? <laughs> I don't remember the score, but he was like, yeah, 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 uh, you scored high. <laughs> and I was like, well, the, the questions were pretty easy, so I would assume yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the good old days. Yeah, when random recruiters just showed up at your house. That was back when motherfuckers actually worked. I was, yeah, he was, he, he was, he was pounding the pavement looking for recruits. And I won't say 
nah, I won't talk about it. I won't do that. Yeah, let's not air that. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to the news, though. Oh, yes, let's get to the news. Now that I have a fresh pack of cigarettes. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, the Badgers love their cheese up there in Wisconsin. Oh, the cheese heads, don't you know? Oh, yeah, don't you know? <laughs> Canceled <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Only because Wisconsin. What 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 were they Wisconsinians or Wisconsinians? Uh, them motherfuckers uh, with the cheese. Wisconsinese or whoa, that sounds kind of like. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's kind of racist. I, I don't know what race it would be racist against, but it sounds pretty racist. Is it is it racist against badgers with cheese heads? Uh, honey badger. Honey badger don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, he's like <laughs> ninety pounds of fucking. Hatred and nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old honey badger blood orgy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so back to the news. <clears throat> yes, Kenosha, Wisconsin. So, uh, if, if, if you've been on Facebook within the last couple of days, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, Jacob Blake... Shot by law enforcement. Black man shot by law enforcement. This one survived. Yeah. That's... He's still alive. He's paralyzed from the waist down. Might not be permanent. Doctors say he could potentially heal and walk again. Uh, bitty bitty. Yeah, I mean, it is. Either he does or he doesn't. 60 40. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know. Yeah, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm 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 trying to figure out how to go about this without sounding like a racist dick. And I just can't find a way to do it. Canceled, go ahead. He was just a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he was not a good dude. Um th- here's the here's the problem with this whole situation that I've found so far is what happens n- normally is a suspect is shot and everybody's like, oh my God, they did it again. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's wait for some facts to come out about the story. And then people start, the first thing that like most Republicans do is they, they, they search the name. Yes. And they want to find out more about the person. And then usually they find out that the person has, I don't know, a rap sheet. And then they're like, well, this person was, you know, convicted of this and this and this and this and this, you know, painting that picture that this is not the upstanding citizen that they're going to try to tell you it is. Right. So then you get the memes. Like I saw a meme the other day. It's like, if the first thing you do when you hear about somebody getting shot is Google their arrest record, you're a racist. And I'm like, no, no, we're giving you context. Because if you've done A, B, and C, you're wanted for D, and they're trying to pick you up for it, you have a reason to resist. They have a reason to be suspected, to be suspectful of you. And so, you know, it, just listen. This all could have been avoided if he would have just stopped fucking moving. Like, he didn't have to walk to his car. He didn't have to open his door. These are things that will get you shot. Yeah. 
several times. Yeah, in the back. You know, and and here's the thing about it. Um, because there's there's been all kinds of all kinds of stuff. So I just simply went on Google and I said, "What led to Jacob Blake being shot?" The first thing that comes up is a little snippet from a Wall Street Journal journal article. It says on Sunday evening, Kenosha police were called to Jacob Blake's home after a caller said that he had taken some keys and was refusing to give them back. According to 911 radio traffic captured by Broadcastify. Now, I've seen other things where after law enforcement showed up, he became combative, um, mentioned something about he had a gun in his car. I don't know if all of that's true or not. The fact of the matter is, he could very possibly have had a warrant for his arrest at the time law enforcement showed up. Uh, there is an article here from Politico, and the headline says, Lindsey Graham questions why Jacob Blake didn't yield in Wisconsin police shooting. Senator Lindsey Graham raised questions Tuesday about Jacob Blake's behavior in the lead-up to his shooting by a police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin on Sunday. A video of the incident shows that Blake, who is black, was shot seven times in the back. Graham's comments came at a press conference to announce the endorsement of the South Carolina Fraternal Order of Police, an organization that supports law enforcement officers. A reporter asked Graham whether the latest shooting of a black man by police suggests that after several months of nationwide demonstrations against police violence and systemic racism, protesters' grievances are still not being heard. Graham's response was this. I don't know what happened there. Let's find out. It's dangerous being a cop. I don't know why the gentleman didn't yield when he was asked to yield. I don't know what the facts are. Now, you sent me this earlier. I did. And I am waiting to get confirmation from some uh, legal experts as to what exactly this document is. But this does appear to be an affidavit for a warrant. And it says, on May 3rd, 2020... Kenosha police officer Raish in full uniform and operating marked squad number 3343 responded to 2805 40th Street, Unit D, City and County of Kenosha, State of Wisconsin, for a report of an ex-boyfriend who had broken into the residence and stole vehicle keys, a vehicle, and a debit card from the victim before fleeing. <coughs> officer... Officer Madsen Raish arrived on scene and spoke with LNB. LNB is initials for, I'm assuming, the, the victim. Yeah. Officer Raish reports LNB was crying and visibly shaken, dressed only in a nightgown. LNB invited them in and explained that the previous evening she had left at approximately 8 p.m. to attend a party in Milwaukee. LNB rented a vehicle for the weekend because she didn't think her vehicle would make it because of mechanical issues. LNB asked her sister Tamara to stay the night and watch her three children while she was gone. LNB returned home at about 4.11 a.m. Her sister was sleeping in the living room on the couch with numerous children, so LNB brought her son with her into the first bedroom down the hallway on the east wall, then lay down to go to sleep. 
LNB stated at about 6 a.m. she was woken up by the father of her children, Jacob Blake, herein known as the defendant, standing over her saying, quote, I want my shit, end quote. As LNB lay there on her back, the defendant suddenly and without warning reached his hand between her legs, penetrated her vaginally with a finger, pulled it out, and sniffed it and said, Smells like you've been with other men. Officer Raish reported LNB had a very difficult time telling him this and cried as she told him how the defendant assaulted her and then the defendant immediately left the bedroom. LNB stated the defendant penetrating her digitally caused her pain and humiliation and was done without her consent. Well, that's sexual assault. Yeah. I don't care how you can't frame that in any other way. No, you can't. Plain and simple, you can't. Okay, so here, here's my here's my thing here. Um, and, and it has nothing to do with the whole sexual assault thing. Um, if he was guilty of that, then he deserved to be in jail. Uh, if he was guilty of theft, he deserved to be in jail. My thing is this whole narrative that the Democrats have been pushing. You know, they're, they're you know, all cops are bad. All cops are bad, and all of the people that they're killing are innocent victims. Well, and not even just that part. You're telling, I don't know how old Jacob Blake is. I don't have a clue his age. But you've got young, impressionable kids uh, of all colors. Race is not an issue here. Watching these adults saying all cops are bad. You don't have to listen to them. They don't have authority over you. So you're creating this. These people getting, they're not listening to the cops. Why aren't they listening to the cops? Because you're telling them not to. If he had just stopped and turned around and not went to his vehicle and not opened the door, which they were screaming at him not to do multiple times, he would not have gotten shot. Would he have went to jail? Yes, probably. Would he have done it with bullet holes? No, he would not. So quit telling people that they don't have to listen to cops. You gave the, this is the, contract that we signed with police officers we said hey out of our tax money we're gonna pay your salary and for that we want you to carry a gun to wear a badge and enforce this nation's laws so when they're trying to do their job you get pissed off when you get pissed off at mass shooters you say only the cops should have guns and now you don't even want the cops to have guns. So who the hell is supposed to protect the average citizen that doesn't want to carry a gun? Who's going to protect them? Are you going to protect them? No. You want to you know why you're not going to protect them? Because you're out there beating them senseless in the streets because of riots. So your narrative is bullshit. I'm sorry. This stop being about Black Lives Matter two months ago. Yeah. Um, this is no, these are no longer black lives matter riots. These are just fuck it. I want free shit. I want to burn some stuff down. That's what it is now. And the average citizens getting tired of it. There was a shooting in Pennsylvania. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. There is a group of BLM protesters, rioters, whatever. They're wanting to walk, I believe from Minnesota to D.C. over the next few days. So they're going to walk 31. They're supposed to be walking 31 miles a day. 
They want to end up in D.C. on the same day that Martin Luther King Jr. was in D.C. giving his speech. Um, that's their goal. But there's videos of them walking through residential neighborhoods, screaming shit at residents, going onto their property and saying, we know where you live, we'll come back, and shit like And one of them got shot with, like, buckshot to the face. He survived. They rushed him to the hospital. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Somehow survived. I don't think it was a clean hit. It, 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 it couldn't have been. And it was probably at distance, too. Even still. But, uh, yeah, dude gets shot in the face with, it was I believe it was reported as buckshot. They may have meant birdshot. But That's got, yeah, they they have to mean but that. But was, he was bleeding from the head. They took him to the hospital. But, yeah, if, if you walk on someone's property and they say, leave, and you say, we know where you live, we're coming back, and they shoot you in the face... You kind of earned that. You definitely did. I'm sorry. You know, there there was an incident here in Rainsville uh, just a couple of months ago where, and they, and they just released the body cam footage from this incident. Yeah, the fucking mayor's pissed about that too. What, that they released the body cam footage? He wants to know how it got out. Uh, you know what? That's a good question, but guess what, mayor? Uh, fuck you. Yeah, Mayor pissed about that. Yeah, fuck Which, you, Mayor. fuck you, Mayor. I don't live in your city anyways. Fucking dumpster fire. But yeah. It's wet now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wet dumpster fuck fire. Fuck your town, except when I come in to buy beer. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your town, except for the beer. I'll take all the beers. Um, in this particular incident, a uh, guy was pulled over for speeding. and In Sonic parking lot. In Sonic parking lot. Yeah. I was like, hey, I used to work there. <laughs> Um, yeah, they pulled him over in Sonic parking lot and there, and there's, you know, there's so many things about this that just scream. What the fuck? Um, there, there was a female officer that made contact with the suspect. She approaches the vehicle, explains why he's been pulled over and says that she needs to see the driver's license and the passenger's license. I feel like she's a training officer. That's, that's what I'm thinking. The, the, just the way that the, the film, went, the video went down, I was watching, I was like, she's a trainee. She's got to be. She's got to be. Because for one, I have never seen a female officer in Rainsville. Oh, I have. Um, so... She she asks for the driver's license and the passenger's license, and the passenger and the driver both become you, a little belligerent, a little bit belligerent. Well, why do you need to see her ID? She's not the one driving. Why do you need to see her? Well, because we need to ID everybody in the vehicle so we know who we're dealing with, and also to make sure no one has warrants. Exactly. I've played this game many times. Yeah. So gotta love that surprise warrant. Uh. He begins He begins saying that he's going to call Ricky Byram. And I'll get to that in just a second. He begins saying, I'm going to call Ricky Byram. I'm, I'm going to call Ricky Byram. I'm getting Ricky Byram on the phone right now. She finally gets both people's uh, driver's licenses, goes back to the vehicle, gets inside, and she looks at the officer that she's with, and she says, he said he's calling Ricky Byram. Who is that? <laughs> yeah. Now. Another reason I know she's a trainee. Now, you know, again, this, we, Rainsville is a small town, very small town. You can drive at its widest point. You could drive from one side of the city limits to the other without any complications in about five minutes. Assuming you don't get stopped by one of the two red lights. Yes. 
If you are an officer, even a trainee, <laughs> you should probably know. You right? should probably know who your city council members are. Yeah. Because yeah. Ricky Byram, I don't know if he I don't know if he got reelected or not, but at the time of the video, Ricky Byram uh was a city council member. So she goes back to the car, returns the IDs and gives the guy his ticket for speeding. And then he becomes even more belligerent, begins cussing out the officer, uh, the officer that she's with in the vehicle. He calls him a bastard and, you know, begins demanding to speak with him. And he comes walking up to the video. So now the video's uh, body cam switches over to his video and it shows the interaction between these two. And I kid you not, this guy said to the officer, what time do you get off in the morning? I am going to be there and I will follow you home. Let's talk about the balls on this man. Huge. Huge. The <laughs> and big, they're from China. The biggest balls. <laughs> yes, because the officer that he's talking to, um, well, he's not the biggest guy. He's pretty big old boy. Well, he he's tall. He's not like muscular or fat or anything. He's a tall dude. Yeah, he 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 looks like Steve Dutton. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he fucking seven foot four. Yes, he he he's a white Yao Ming. <laughs> and I thought I thought the way he handled it was uh, was was actually pretty professional. You know, he just flat out told the guy, "Don't threaten me." And then the guy changed his tune. Well, I wasn't threatening you. You said you were going to follow me to my house. No, I asked you what time you got off in the morning. No, you did definitely say you were going to follow him home, bud. Yeah, and then he starts walking it back. Like, oh, and he's like, he said something. He's like, don't threaten me. And he was like, well, you said you get off at 6 o'clock? He's like, yeah, I get off at 6 o'clock in the morning, but I'll be there all night, too. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he got you. Because <laughs> you ain't showing up at the police department. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, eventually, I don't know what led to it, but eventually the guy wound up getting arrested. And then there was a whole shit storm after that because Ricky Byram bailed him out of jail. Yeah, but he swears. He, he swears didn't. he didn't know what caused him to be arrested. Yeah. It was just the guy's wife called him in tears, begging him to bail him out. And he was like, I bailed a friend out of jail. Oh, Fleming lost. Oh, uh, I don't care. Uh, ooh. Is Ricky Byram still one of the city council members? I don't know if they're finished counting these votes, but uh, it's tied. 50, 50 to 50% to 50% between Ricky Byram and Marshall Stiefel right now. I don't know if they're finished counting those votes. Ooh. Oh, and the the wet-dry referendum? You want to know what the margin was? Uh, I'm going to say probably greater than 75%. No, 55% to 45%. Ooh. 872 yes, 712 no. Oh, the Bible thumpers that are still alive are pissed. Oh, they they were fighting hard to not get man, too bad, motherfuckers. We got beer. <laughs> we're getting beer. <laughs> it all this whole show is going to revolve back to us being able to get beer. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> but yeah, so that whole video, like, I didn't know what was because I just seen a friend share this thing. It said like Southern Torch released this, and I was like, yeah. I was like, what did they release? Because there was no link. And I was confused as fuck. It didn't help that I'd just woken up. 
And he was fixing to start getting ready for work. And I was like, I'm so fucking confused. So I go to work, and a couple hours later, I'll check it again. And there's a link. And I was like, oh, shit, what's the link? So I clicked it, and I watched the video. I was like, oh, you got big old balls, dude. Yep. Because <laughs> he, that cop at that point, was in, with, well within his rights to say, sir, you've threatened an officer. Step out of the vehicle. You're yep. going to jail. And there was nothing that that dude could have done except go, uh, okay. Or be drugged from the vehicle and then arrested. Yeah, and 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 I know that officer would have done it too. So I would like to applaud this man for how respectful he... Because even with all the threats that the dude made, he tapped dude's car and said, y'all and, have a safe, good night. Yep. And walked away, got in the cruiser, and left. That could have went so differently. He could have been like, I'm going to beat your fucking ass right here, right now. Sonic uh, parking yeah. lot. Then, thr- then slap some cuffs on you and put you in jail. But instead, he just said, y'all have a good and safe night. And went and got in the cruiser and left. Yep. But all cops are bastards. Remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. All cops are bad. All co- no, no, they say all cops are bastards. Uh, most people just change it to bad because they're family friendly. We're not. Oh, yeah. That's true. So, But, yeah. Remember that. All cops are bastards except for the one that had every right to beat the dog shit out of a dude and didn't. And every other officer that wakes up in the morning and doesn't go, you know what? I think I'm going to go shoot myself a black man today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that minority officers uh, outnumber white officers. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a thing. That is that is a thing. There are more minority officers. I wonder why that is. Equal opportunity. <clears throat> no, I think it's because... Uh, for lack of a better term, a lot of minority officers probably come from really crappy neighborhoods and they want to see change in those neighborhoods and they want to be the affected change in that neighborhood. I mean, that's the story that most of them give. I mean, it really is. So, but all cops are bastards. Remember that. They are. Yeah, it's it's not true. All cops are not bastards. No. Uh, we had a cop on our show a few weeks ago. Dude's cool as shit. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking, he's awesome. Uh, I don't think there's a racist bone in his body. Not one bit. Like if he if he used a racial slur, I would probably pass out from shock. Unless he called me a cracker, and then I just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I call you a cracker. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. But yeah, uh, not all cops are bastards. Saltine motherfucker. Yeah, low sodium. <laughs> Wheat then, bitch. <laughs> I'm a cheese it motherfucker. <laughs> no, Ritz motherfucker. <laughs> Putting on the Ritz. What are those? Uh, what are those Keebler uh, sa- uh, captain's wafers? The captain's ah. wafers that you get off the salad bar. Oh, them's good. Oh, them buttery ones. Oh, oh so good. yeah. Do you? Uh, I don't know if you were living here when it was a thing. Do you remember Quincy's? There was a Quincy's here. Yeah, where Chow King used to be, or where Chow King is. That's the old Quincy's building. Yes. I rem- but before it was that, I remember it used to be a Kia dealership. Uh, well, it was Quincy's, then Kia, then Chow King. Because Quincy's was here when I was like really little. I'm talking like four, think, five, six years old. I think Quincy's was just on its last legs as we were moving here. But yeah, mom used to take me there like once a week. And I would smash so many packs of crackers. <laughs> And she'd be like, you want your steaks? And, yeah, but can we take it home? Because I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> I filled up on quackles. <laughs> like, I would smash, like, ten packs of crackers. Dude, those things are fucking addicting, dude. Oh, my God. 
Like, I can't go to the salad. Well, first and foremost, I don't go to the salad bar. I don't either. <laughs> or actually, I do. Like <laughs> Straight carnivore. <laughs> I mean, I'll go to the salad bar. but With the exception of crackers. <laughs> I'll go to the salad bar, but it's literally just to get a couple packs of crackers. But, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I, I love those. And you know what else I love? The fucking uh, the bread from uh, Santa Fe. Oh my God! Yes, the fucking rolls from Santa Fe with the cinnamon butter. No, I don't even don't fuck with that cinnamon butter. I just like the rolls, man. So I don't know why the rolls are just good. Uh, they have the best homemade fucking cinnamon butter I've ever had. But uh, yeah, I love that shit. Although that new steakhouse that's gonna open up is probably gonna put a hurting on them. Oh yeah, the cattle stampede. Yeah, it's probably gonna put a hurting on them. I think it will, but not for long. No, no. Unless the cattle stampede puts a bar in. Cattle stampede puts a bar in. Mm. Santa Fe's got a bar. I know, but you got... Santa Fe's good, but are they... Is their quality going to be as good as cattle stampede? If cattle stampede's food quality is better and they have a bar, oh, they're going to put a hurting on Applebee's and Santa Fe. So, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to this new restaurant. I'm definitely uh, looking forward to... Uh, and Popeye's chicken is a shiznit. We getting a Popeye's <laughs> chicken too, motherfucker. Rainsville went with it. We're getting a new steakhouse and a new Popeye's chicken. It's like fucking Christmas in fucking August. <laughs> like, I'm so happy. Uh, no, technically July. Yeah, technically. The steakhouse and the Popeye's, that was announced in July. Yeah, but, you know, we... Rainsville went wet in August, so I'm well, lumping it I all mean, together. Well, you know, we, we, we got no control over when the elections are. I could have, I should have done it a month early. That way it could have been Christmas in July. Christmas in July, motherfuckers. Uh, what, what, other, what other news we got? Well, <laughs> since, you know, we, we're rambling. I mean, you know, I like being able to ramble. Ramble's good. Ramble, ramble, ramble. Rambling man. Lord, I was but a rambling man. I knew they'd get him. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, my attorney oh. just contacted me. Nice. I sent him the document that I read earlier about Jacob Blake. Yeah. And uh, I asked him if this looks like a section from a warrant. And he said it's uh, possibly a supporting narr- narrative for the issuance of a warrant. Yeah. So that means that that's like a police statement. Yeah, that is that is an affidavit for a uh or possibly an affidavit for a warrant. Yeah, we can't really say 100% that it is. Although I can say that he did have a warrant for his arrest. Yes. At the time that he was shot. We just don't know if this was the warrant or if it was something unrelated. Well, I mean, it is dated on May the 3rd. Yeah, but, you know. Well, the incident occurred on May the 3rd. We don't know when this document was dated. Yeah, but so we don't know if that's the warrant or if it was another warrant they were going to try to pick him up on. Dude had a lot going on. Yeah, so, you know, I was I was doing my typical thing when I wake up in the morning. I lay in bed for about an hour and contemplate if I want to get out of bed or not. And the whole time I'm contemplating, I'm browsing Facebook. And I came across this meme. It's not even really a meme. It's a screen grab from somebody's Twitter. It's just sad. It's, it's very it sad. And it's an article from The Sun that this person shared on Twitter. And the headline on this article reads, Snowflake students claim Frankenstein's monster was misunderstood and is, in fact, a victim. And the person that shared this on Twitter said, but but, but that's the book. That's what the book is about. Yeah, you just got to read the book and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, he was misunderstood and he was the victim. <sighs> Just, just further proof that 
you know, liberals don't read. <laughs> and then, like literally like two items down on my timeline, I came across this article. This is from uh, this is this is from the Blaze, and the headline reads: "Young people can be intimidated by social media messages that use periods." And we're not talking about Aunt Flo visiting during her time of the month. We're talking about a period at the end of a sentence. So proper punctuation yes. is intimidating. Yes, since they apparently signal anger, linguists say. I thought that was an exclamation point. That you know, that's that's what I had always been told. That's what that's what I remember from my English class. Yeah, I. <laughs> good thing I don't punctuate my sentences in Messenger. I guess. I mean, sometimes I do. Well, my my see, my favorite thing to do is I like to not punctuate my sentences because then people for some reason they assume that they're smarter than me and that's my favorite like when you assume that you're smarter than me I just won because I'm about to use facts and logic that you've never heard of and proper grammar and punctuation from places that you've never been to from people that have written books that you've never written or writ read <laughs> And you just lost all credence to this argument. So I'm going to use all those points, and you're going to go, oh, I thought he couldn't spell. You just lost all credence to this argument. I had a momentary uh, intracranial gastronomical event. Uh, that's a brain fart for you laymans out there. Did you see my did you see the headphones? I went, Puh. Yeah, I heard it. It went poof <laughs> It's that poof Sharpie little poop too. Oh, I love you, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, God. So, <laughs> this was an article written by Dave Urbanski. It says, Social media messages using periods, believe it or not, can intimidate teens and young adults who interpret such punctuations as a sign of anger, the Daily Mail reported, citing linguists. The next line says, say, period, it, period, ain't, period, so, period. <laughs> then they should have put a fucking gif of Kermit under there going, ah! <laughs> That would have been fucking fantastic. It seems the aforementioned age group, otherwise known as Generation Z, or Generation Z if you're from over in England area. Yeah has grown up with smartphones they use to send short messages without periods, the outlet said. According to a 2015 study from State University of New York, Binghamton, those who finish messages with periods are viewed as insincere, the Daily Mail said, adding that the debate resurfaced after writer Rhiannon Coslett tweeted, Older people, do you realize that ending a sentence with a full stop comes across as sort of abrupt and unfriendly to younger people in an email slash chat? Genuinely curious. Um, I would just call it grammatically correct. Uh, <laughs> I would call it, I paid attention in English. It's, you know, it's not even that. Uh, you know, I'll fucking comma splice like a motherfucker. I don't care. But I know when the thought ends, put a fucking punctuation point. <laughs> 
Could be exclamation. Could be period. You know, I mean, you got a you got a few to choose from. Could be an ellipses. Yeah, that's three periods. Yeah, trace of them. Tree fitty. Never get a lot. Did I? <laughs> Never get a lot in this monster tree fitty. But yeah. I mean, if we're gonna be called, you know, <laughs> this is about the only time I think grammar Nazi could actually be used in its correct context. But I'm not a grammar Nazi. I'm really not. But I mean, the Nazis were angry and they used proper grammar. Did they, though? <laughs> I mean, in German, they did. But did they, though? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't speak enough German to know what the fuck Hitler was saying. I just know he was very passionate about the shit he was saying. But, yeah, see, I'm not a grammar. Like, I will not get on someone's, like, Facebook post. <laughs> Hold on, hold oh on. God! I gotta catch you up. I just read, this. I just read, this. and I actually just noticed this too. The outlet said several Twitter users couldn't believe it, particularly because Coslet's own tweet ended with a full stop, i.e., period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One Twitter user even accused her of peak snowflakery. The Daily Mail said. Okay, so so as I was saying. I'm not going to just jump on someone's Facebook post and be like, oh, you use shitty grammar. You know, if I, unless I can't fully understand what the fuck you're trying to say. Like, the only, the only thing that, like, bothers me, really, is when people use the letter U for the word U. And I'm like, what are you, how, what are you doing with all the time you're saving? Like, come on, just, it's three letters, just Y-O-U, just hit those three letters, same fucking thing. And the thing about it is that the people who who substitute the letter U for the full word, or the letters U-R for your, or your, or whatever means, I've seen people who try to say U-R, and instead of using the proper, uh, what's the word? Uh, it starts with a C. Huh? What's the word I'm trying to think of? Starts with a C. Can, uh, the, um, is it a? Are you, are you talking about syntax? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> that starts with an S. No, not syntax. Uh, contraction. This is de- this contraction. Is, this is definitely, this is definitely a syntax error. <laughs> you know. Uh, for you are, it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Yeah. They'll just go U, the letter U, and then the letter R. I'm trying to figure, and, and the people that are doing this, they could type with just their thumbs an entire fucking novel in two minutes. Yeah. You've heard me, Top. Yes, I have heard you type. It's fucking ridiculous. And I call you out for it every time you're fucking AFK on goddamn Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, because all you hear is... You're like, goddamn, you're out in a novel. I had to backspace. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. I got to get back to the article. This is this is just pure gold. Like this This can't be a real article, but then I think about... The society that we're in, and I hate this. Yes, it's a real article. Are you sure it's not from the Onion or the Babylon Bee? No, it's definitely the Blaze. <laughs> ah, damn it! I was hoping for satire. Enter crime novelist Sophie Hanna, who replied, "Just ask sixteen-year-old son." Apparently, this is true. Full stop. 
If he got a message with full stops at the end of the sentences, he'd think the sender was, quote, weird, mean, or too blunt. She didn't use the Oxford comma on that. Fucking Oxford comma. That shit got me in trouble. (laughs) I mean, I was always taught when you're uh, separating ideas in a sentence, such as weird, mean, or too blunt, it would be weird, comma, mean, comma, or too blunt. Yeah. Uh, I I think they've changed the rules on the Oxford comma. Uh, I'll have to get back with back with you on that. Uh, I gotta work. I gotta look up uh, Weird Al Yankovic's word crimes real quick. Okay, and, and that'll let me know what's going on with the Oxford comma. Experts say young people used electronic communication to break up their thoughts by sending each one in a separate message without punctuation. And the only time a period is used is when they want to communicate annoyance or irritation. The Daily Mail said. In regard to the uh, SUNY Binghamton study, which surveyed 126 undergraduates, research found that text messages ending in periods were perceived as less sincere, while those ending in exclamation points were seen as heartfelt or more profound, the outlet said. The researchers therefore concluded that punctuation is one cue used by senders and understood by receivers to convey pragmatic and social information, such as irritation, the Daily Mail said. When speaking, people easily convey social and emotional information with eye gaze, facial expressions, tone of voice, pauses, and so on, research leader Celia Klin said, the outlet noted. People obviously can't use these mechanisms when they are texting. Thus, it makes sense that textures rely on what they have available to them, emoticons, deliberate misspellings that mimic speech sounds, and, according to our data, punctuation. (sighs) Why? (laughs) Why? Owen McArdle, a University of Cambridge linguist, told The Telegraph that periods are, in my experience, very much the exception and not the norm in young people's instant messages and have a new role in signifying an abrupt or angry tone of voice, the Daily Mail said. Which is ridiculous. <clears throat> why? 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 This, this should not be a thing. We got riots. We got motherfuckers getting shot. We got protests, we got elections coming up, and we're steady arguing about a fucking period. This this is what's wrong with America. <laughs> this, this shit right here. We got all this important shit going on, and motherfuckers want to argue it about, about a period. Like, how do you end your sentence properly? Okay, end of story. That's all you need. <sighs> you know, I think back... Reading this article and what I said about grammar Nazis, I think back to this uh, to this video that I saw from College Humor, where they were basically reenacting the opening scene from Inglorious Bastards. Um, but the guy playing the Nazi, he was a grammar Nazi. Ah. And at the end of the video, <laughs> or right towards the end of the video. He he used the sentence with a dangling participle. Oh, we can't do that. Um, I think the sentence he used was, you know, uh, I finally found I finally found you hiding under the floorboards or something. And the person he was uh, interrogating, he was like, "Wait, 
you were hiding under the floorboards or she was hiding under the floorboards. And then he realized his mistake and he's like, a dangling participle. And then he puts the gun to his head. Oh, God. You know, that's not the first time people have, like, you realize that people have been making, like, grammar Nazi jokes since the 80s? I mean, I was born in the late 80s, so I wouldn't have had any knowledge of it until probably, like, 97. Have you ever heard of the show Designing Women? Yes. Okay, my mom used to watch it religiously. And I can't remember the exact uh, quote from from the TV show. But this lady was talking. She was like, she's like, this is what I said. And the woman was like, you can't end a sentence on a preposition. So I said, blah, 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 bitch. <laughs> and I was like, that, 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 even at like seven or eight years old, I was like, well, fuck, that fixed it. Oh, God. That reminds me of that scene from Beavis and Butthead to America <laughs> where the FBI agent comes up to the one played by Robert Stack. Sir. You remember that guy whose camper the, the two boys were whacking off in? Fork, you are a representative of the United States government. Never end a sentence in a preposition. Oh, um, the the guys who, no, wait, uh, the, the guys off in whose camper they were whacking. That's better, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I don't I, fucking grammar Nazis, man. I don't. <laughs> it's horseshit. It's all horseshit. See, Beavis and Butthead was educational. I mean, I guess you don't end a sentence in a preposition, but you can. You can, but in proper grammar, you don't. Yeah, but I mean, not. I have never met someone that spoke one hundred percent grammatically correct. Not even English teachers. No. But my favorite English teacher. The one that said ain't ain't a word. Yeah, proved her wrong. <laughs> Look at the dictionary now, motherfucker. <laughs> she was my favorite. Uh I, I did you Was it was it none of it? More when more, I more, yeah. She got married a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, I I loved her because of that one piece of paper. Did you have that? What was the one piece of paper? I may have. I just I don't remember her class except when we did Julius Caesar. Yeah, that was fun. But no, it was the piece of paper that like she's like, this is you have to use this to write a certain thing, and you got to do it once a week. And she's like, I'm gonna give you this paper today for free, but the next time I give it to you, it's gonna cost you one dollar. Oh yes, and I remember that. And you're like, okay, and, you, and you're like, so it cost how much? She's like, okay, I'm the next time I have to give it to you, it's gonna be five dollars for this piece of paper. And by the end of the semester, this fucking piece of paper cost over a thousand dollars. Yes, it was awesome. I love this one. Oh God, you know, I remember I had a discussion with her after class one time. This was back when uh, my mind was uh, was still learning things somewhat. But I'd reached the age of reason, reason, even. Really? Yeah. You're going to fuck with me about written and read and you can't say reason? <laughs> but I never claimed to be a grammar Nazi. I never said I was either. <laughs> so I remember I had this discussion with her about, uh, oh, fucking uh, deja vu. And uh, I'd... I'd developed this theory when I was a kid that the best way to explain deja vu 
kind of proves the idea of reincarnation. Yeah. That when mm-hmm. we have a moment of deja vu, it's... A glitch in the Matrix. Yes, I mean, it is actually a glitch in the Matrix, but... <laughs> no, like, uh, say say I meet somebody who I've never met before in my entire life, but I just get this feeling like I know them from somewhere. Like, I get that deja vu feeling. Yeah. It's my reincarnated self having come in contact with somebody that I knew in a previous life. Yeah. Or if I'm doing an action, you know, say like I'm, I'm reading a book or something like that. It's my reincarnated self having performed that exact same action at that exact same point in the life cycle. Yeah. See, you want to piss me off? Um, I think I was like, you know, it was like 11th grade. No, it's 12th grade. I was a senior. And if you're a senior, you can take psychology. Yes. So naturally, I'd, this was the only time Miss Brissendon liked me. She hated me in history class, loved me in psychology. I was very confused. That was the psychology side of her. No, it's just because I couldn't prove her wrong in psychology. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> did that in history fucking daily. But no, I wrote this awesome theory about uh, the effects of mass hysteria. And I was like, hey, I wrote this paper about, you know, the effects of mass hysteria. I want you to check out my theory and see what you think about it. And she took the fucking, and I'm talking, it was like three fucking pages of like blood, sweat, and fucking tears that went into this goddamn paper that I didn't have to do. It just, the the idea hit me and I wrote this fucking theory and she was like, okay. And she takes it and she folds it up and she puts it in this little fucking envelope and she tapes it to the side of her filing cabinet. And she says, when you graduate, I'll read it. And I was like, you bitch, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to (laughs) graduate. You're an asshole. I wonder if if it's still taped to the side of that filing cabinet. (laughs) No, that filing cabinet is probably long gone, but like, that's what I'm thinking. Like I want that back. Like, I would love to read that again and be like, what did my little 18-year-old brain have to say about mass hysteria? You know, the next time I see her, I've encountered her here and there, but I did not, had, had I known this, I would have asked her about that. Don't bring my name up, because I'm pretty sure she has a fucking voodoo doll in my likeness, <laughs> and she finally stopped fucking using it, Okay. <laughs> So let's don't remind her that I'm even a person that exists in this plane. Well, no, the last time I talked to her, uh, fuck, how long has it been? It's probably been about two and a half, three years since the last time I saw her. Yeah. But uh, I told her, like, yeah, you know, you and I were coming up with this idea for, uh, like, a video series or a show or something like that. This was when we first started brainstorming Two Beards Talking. Yeah, we were in the planning stage. Yes, Still kind of in the planning stage. At this point, we're just fucking OFP. <laughs> yeah. We are own fucking program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She she hates me. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think that she hated you. Like This is what she told me, because I said the same thing to her. Um, I saw her outside of the Cab Theater, and I was talking to her. And I was like, yeah, you remember me? I was one of your students that you hated. And she was like, I didn't hate you. I just knew that you could do better than what you were doing. Well, yeah, I knew that too. That's why I didn't do it. That's such a cop out though. I didn't hate you. I just knew you. No, you fucking hated me. I know she hated me. I seen the hate in her eyes. 
But what I brought up about you was I reminded her about the time that we were sitting in class before the bell rang, having our discussion about who killed Kennedy. And she walked in and made us go out in the hallway until we finished our discussion. And we sat out in the hallway the entire fucking class. And I remember that was the one time Danny Ashley came walking out of his office and looked at us and said, what are you boys doing out here? Ms. Brissendine told us we had to sit out here and finish our discussion, so that's what we're doing. Oh, okay. Uh, and she had what to say about me? She didn't <laughs> remember that incident. <laughs> of course, fucking selective memory here. It fucking happened. All right, it happened. I was there. You know, I will never forget, for every major American war, we watched a movie about said war. When we were studying it in class for the American Revolution, we watched The Patriot. For the Civil War, we watched Glory. So when it came time for uh, World War II, I had suggested that we watch Patton. Patton was, uh, for, for those of you that have never seen the film, uh, George C. Scott played General George S. Patton. And it's about his time leading his tank divisions uh, through Europe, uh, through Africa. Basically, he's chasing after Erwin Rommel. He took away his gas. Yeah. <laughs> he got so far away from <laughs> He was a bad motherfucker. And it's a very historically accurate piece. And I'd suggested that we watch that film. Her response was it had too much foul language in it. <laughs> yes it, there there were several gratuitous uses of bastard and goddamn and everything else not very many instances of the use of the word fuck yeah but still some gratuitous language use but you know what we wound up watching about world war ii instead i know Saving Private Ryan. Now we have uh, goddamn fuck all of the gore from Normandy. Vin Diesel getting fucked up. Yes, Vin Diesel getting fucked up. Yes, for those of you that don't remember, Vin Diesel was in Saving Private Ryan. And he got fucked off on that beach. <laughs> no, it wasn't on the beach. No, wait, no. What, what it was on? in, uh, was it in Remagen? Might have been. No, it was the guy beside him that got fucked off on the beach because he's the one that made the comment about being lucky. Yes. Yeah, that dude got fucked off. Yeah. Don't take your helmet off, children. It saved your life once. It'll probably do it again. Yeah, if you're sitting on the beach in the middle of a gunfight and you hear, <laughs> you probably shouldn't take your helmet off. Yeah. This is one of the few... The, normally, it's if you hear it, it wasn't meant for you. This is one of the few few times in the fucking world it was meant for that motherfucker, and God said, nah. And then he took his helmet off, and he said, fuck, I tried to help you, dude. <laughs> You're on your own now, buddy. So, yeah, we watched Saving Private Ryan instead of Patton. And then, for Vietnam, since we went all out with Saving Private Ryan, I suggested Full Metal Jacket. Now, that, you knew that was not going to happen. I mean, we got Saving Private Ryan over Patton. Yeah, but we were. She was not gonna play. A fucking... I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. 
It's not even about Arlie Ermey. She was not going to play a Stanley Kubrick film. No. <laughs> we would have had a better chance watching A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> like We might could have pulled that one off. But we were not getting that. Let's see. How many racial slurs did he use in that one sentence? Uh, uh, it was like... Four. Yeah. It was, it was, it was impressively racist. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, it was Vietnam. But I still, I still remember in her class, in the psychology class, just make. This is the only time I ever seen this woman just like look down and just in disgust. <laughs> we had to do a, a a project, and the project was you had to like, uh, you had to play a song that perfectly described your personality. Oh God, what did you pick? <laughs> the Heretic Anthem by Slipknot. Oh God. <laughs> now, can you? Now, I know that. Mo- I'm surprised you didn't play Chop Suey by System of Down. No. Uh, now I know that most people in, that were in that class had never listened to Slipknot. N- they had, but the only one they'd heard was fucking Wait and Bleed. But I damn sure know that Miss Brissendine had never heard <laughs> fucking Slipknot. <laughs> and so, like, um. If you're five five five, then I'm six six six. Is being screamed repeatedly, and she just kind of has this look of disgust. And I was like, "Man, you you asked for it." <laughs> oh God! And then for Vietnam, do you know what we wound up watching? I don't. I don't remember that. We were soldiers. Oh yeah! I also remember watching All Quiet on the Western Front for World War One. Yes, that now that a, is a good. That movie. That was a good fucking movie. That was a good movie. I actually enjoyed that. Um, and the thing was, you know, we read the book first and then we watched the movie and the movie actually fell in line pretty, like they almost took the book and turned it into the fucking script. Yeah. The the only thing that kind of pulled me from the realism was the fact that they had fucking John boy playing a German. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, hey, hey, that ain't Germany. He's a fucking Walton. (laughs) 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 Wait a minute. (laughs) But yeah, you know, like that, that was one thing that I did like about her class was every time we got to a major, a major American military conflict, we watched a movie about it. (laughs) Yeah. I love movie day. Movie day was awesome. Except for the one time I got kicked out on movie day. That was, that was unfortunate. But it wasn't like the movie. Like we weren't like watching a major blockbuster picture. We were watching a, uh, we were watching a like documentary about the Navy, and they were doing like full muster on the deck. Uh-huh. And when everybody started running up, I was like, "Damn, that's a lot of semen." <laughs> Kicked smooth the fuck out of class. And you know, I also remember when we got to Vietnam. Uh, of course, my dad was a Vietnam veteran. And I was able to convince him to come into our class and answer some questions that we had and everything. And I wasn't a complete shithead. You weren't a complete shithead. Like, I was really worried you were going to be the one to ask him, how many people did you kill? No, I would never ask a veteran that. Never. I don't remember who in the class asked that, but I remember Brizendine lit his ass up. No, I would never. I I have not earned the answer to that question. But I do remember you were the one who asked him if he ever smoked pot. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know if he got high on the shit they had in Vietnam. And this was my dad's response to it. It was the best thing ever. Yes. When I was in Vietnam, I did smoke one marijuana cigarette. 
It was the most boomer answer I could have mustered. But that's all I needed to know. I was like, dude, tokes, man. And he said it was the only time he ever smoked it. And I believe that. I yeah, do believe yeah, that. I, I believe that. But, you know, but that's the only time you need. It was like good Vietnam weed. <laughs> and it had to be good because we were getting our asses kicked. Oh, my God. But I just, uh, who the fuck calls it a goddamn marijuana cigarette? Boomers. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Fucking boomers, man. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, I was pretty impressed when I was like, I'm not going to be a shithead today. I had to make that, uh, that was a, I had to make a conscious effort to not be a shithead because that's just normally who I am as a person. But you know, the other thing is, you know, here's, here's some little back history for our listeners. You know, Matt and I have known each other since I was in seventh grade. He was in eighth grade in the band. So 13, 14 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take. Um, We were little shitheads when we were together. <laughs> yeah, nothing ever ended well. Nothing ever ended well. So they all, it always went according to plan. It was just a bad fucking plan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we never got past the planning phase of, hey, let's do this. We never got to the planning phase where we go, what's the consequences if we do that? Never worried about them. Just <laughs> fucking, we, we said a thing, we did a thing. And then, and then we worried about the consequences <laughs> later. <laughs> and they always came around. Yep. So I, I do distinctly remember, because we were in the same history class, I, res, I distinctly remember my dad looking at you when you raised your hand to ask a question. My dad going, oh, God, what's he going to ask? <laughs> and But, you know, actually, I asked ask him a couple of questions. Um, one was about, like, uh, if he ever actually made it above the parallel like into enemy territory yeah and that's that was a legitimate question like i was i was legitimately curious yeah if he'd actually ever made it across the line into enemy territory and he was like no no i never made it he's like he's like most people didn't make it that far and then i was like all right i asked my one serious question now here's my fuck off question (laughs) Wait, didn't you al- didn't you also ask him about operations in um, Laos? No, I don't think I ever asked him about somebody about in Laos. the class asked him something about Laos. Well, like, why the fuck would I ask him about any operations in Laos? First and foremost, yes, we had operatives in Laos. They were black ops. Okay, and no, I'm not talking about the Call of Duty video game series. It was just straight up CIA operations running in Laos while the U.S. military was operating in Vietnam. Yeah, I I, I would I wouldn't have asked about that because for one I kind of figured that your dad wasn't a a black operative. I mean, what would you have said if you asked it and he said I can't comment on that? I would be like, well, that's the standard military answer. Okay, <laughs> that tells me nothing. Because <laughs> I'll be like, hey man, remember that time you were in Afghanistan? Did this happen? You're like, I can't comment on that. And I'm like, well, that you didn't tell me whether it happened or not. <laughs> well, I, I mean, and that's how, that's how it is. I mean, shit, I haven't been in Iraq in fucking twelve years, and there's still shit that I know from Iraq that I can't tell you. Yeah, exactly. It, because it hasn't been declassified yet. Yeah. Fucking. So, so don't ask me about it. I'm gonna. Don't ask me about it. As soon as you hit the button, the the, the stop button, no, I'm asking. I'm don't asking don't ask me about it. Because all you're going to get is I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still want that sniper t-shirt. 
Remember the one we saw in the that fucking catalog back in the day? Don't run, you'll only die tired. Oh, U.S. Cavalry. Yeah. I, I wonder one. if that's still a thing. I don't. You know what? I'm going to Google it. Google it. It's probably going to send me to Wikipedia for actual U.S. Cavalry. <laughs> it probably will. Type in U.S. Cavalry magazine. I'm on it. What was it you used to call that? No, no, it was um, it was a car. You used to make fun of me about a car that I wanted. Oh, it was the Aston Martin. Yes, the Aston, the SB Farton. Yeah, I called it the SB Farton. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we were little shitheads when we were in school. Did you find it yet? Uh, they they filed for bankruptcy in 2013. Oh man, that sucks. But I think they got all oh, they did. They got rebranded as Gauls LLC, which is a fucking. I'm clicking it. It's a thing. It's it, it, they still exist. It's just under a different name. So they got bought out. Yeah, they got bought out. Ooh, holy shit! Why have I never seen this before? Oh, show me. Oh uh, man, they got everything. They got bags, armor, tactical gear, camping equipment, clothing, tactical pants, flashlights. They got all kinds of cool shit to play with. <laughs> Fucking knives. Clicking it. You don't need any more knives. You shut your mouth. I remember what you did the last time. You don't need any more life. You don't need any more knives. You worry about yourself. <laughs> I swear. Dude, I'm still convinced that if that had been my knife, that would not have been a trip to the kitchen sink. That would have been a trip to the ER. Well, if it makes you feel any better, their knives kind of suck. Well, let's see. They got a Smith and, they got a Smith and Wesson Border Guard for 24 bucks. I got one of those at Walmart for 20 they're trying to get their money back from where they filed for bankruptcy. Cut them a break. Uh, well, their knives kind of suck. Well, they, they got eight pages of knives, though, so I, I'm going to have to bookmark this shit. Uh, I still prefer the Smoky Mountain Knife Works. Oh, yeah, but, man, that's like, you know, up there. I'm down here. Yeah, but where where's where are they? Where's U.S. Cavalry? But I can order it. You can order it from Smoky Mountain Knife Works. Well, I could, but... They have a website, and they will send you a goddamn catalog every month of new shit. No, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Speaking of catalogs, let me hit this little button here. You just got a catalog. <laughs> I'm fixing to see if they still send those fuckers out. Uh, they, they probably do digital now. They do newsletters. You dicks. That's gay. No one wants a newsletter. Huh. Well, fuck. My heart's broken. See, I get actual catalogs from Smoky Mountain Knife Works. For free, every month, sometimes twice a month. They got a pretty dope uh, play carrier on here. It's pretty cool. I might have to check that out. I mean, it's a Condor. You can get it off Amazon, probably cheaper. Well, probably. And that's what my plate carrier is anyways, is a Condor. The black one? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the rapid response. Yeah, the minimalist. Yeah. Yeah, I like those. That's the one downside to having a beard. What? I keep eating my hair. Oh, dude, I had to trim my mustache last night. I was sitting there trying to eat dinner, and I was like, God damn it, fucking mustache. So I was like on the phone with Chessie, like trimming my mustache. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, trim my mustache. Let me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Shit fucking annoys me. It is very annoying, but bald, bearded, and beautiful. I know. Bearded, not bald. 
You're bald by choice, though. Yes, yes, it's, I am. It's, it's not by, it's not nature. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's hot outside. Yeah. Well, see, my, my least favorite, remember when my beard was super long? Yeah. My least favorite thing about that is when I would sleep, I would roll over. And pull your beard? No, towards my fan. And then my fan would be blowing my beard hair up into my nose. <laughs> because, like, literally, my beard, I could literally push it up from the bottom, and it would almost touch my fucking eyebrows. Right. And then she would just blow it up. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Thinking goddamn spiders are trying to climb up my nose. So uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna grow a big beard, uh, put something on that before you go to sleep, or you're gonna have a bad time. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it right there. Yeah, beard etiquette. Yeah, beard etiquette. So, um, don't forget to go on our Facebook page and look us up at Two Beards Talking. Like us, follow us, interact with us. We got shirts, bitches. We've got shirts. They're coming in. They're gonna be here first week of September. We're gonna get the uh, we're gonna get the images posted online there, and we'll get the sizes posted. Um, we do have some pre-orders that have already been taken, so I'll get what sizes are available and I will post those online. They're going to be $15 a piece unless, uh, you're, you're, you're a bigger person and you need a bigger size. It's going up to 17. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we gotta, we gotta charge a little bit more for those, but you know, we had to pay more for them too. So kind of makes sense. Yeah. Kind of how that works. Kind of is how that works. So. Uh, but yeah, we'll be getting those posted on the Facebook page soon. So be sure to look out for those. Again, a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talking right here on Anchor.fm. I'm Daniel Sanders. And I'm Clint Barton, a.k.a. Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.